ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, welcome to Tap Tuesday, brought to you by Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly elite products that provide all of the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. This week, I sat down with Brad and Mike, owners of Sage Muley Apparel. Enjoy the episode. So we're on with Brad Bolton and Mike Stevens with Sage Muley's. Guys, thanks for sitting down with me and taking some time out of your Friday evening to talk about the Sage Muley's brand and your outdoor and hunting life. Yep, we're, we're happy to be here, so. Yeah, thank you. So why don't we uh, kick it off with uh, Brad here. Brad, why don't you give us a little background on who you are and your, ho- your outdoor life and your hunting and what it all means to you, man. Well, a little bit about me. Um, I'm married. I have a, a son that's almost three years old. Um, I picked up hunting at the age of 13. I actually had a background of uh, saltwater fishing and just fishing in general. I came to hunting because of my brother-in-law. He uh, introduced it to me. And uh, ever since thir- since I was 13 years old and, and shot my first buck, it has been an addiction. And uh, something that I look forward to every year and, and just really enjoy. So 13 years old, brother-in-law, um, that's a long time. And you guys are, you guys are in California, correct? Yeah. Is that where you started your hunt? Yeah. uh, Just the local mountains here where we live. Um, and I've hunted here every year since. And any out of state adventures or you're you're fine with California? No, I mean I've hunted the Sierras, uh as far as California goes, I've hunted the Sierras, I've hunted locally, I've hunted Utah, I've hunted Wyoming, 
Um, a few, you know, and I, I apply for a lot of other states and, and foresee myself hunting in a lot of other states in the future. So what's your, what's your primary chase? Uh, mule deer for sure. I love, there's nothing better than hunting mule deer. I've kind of started to get an itch to go chase elk. Um, Ooh, uh-oh. that's been, you know, I, I have killed a Thule elk. Uh, I did draw back in 2012. I did draw a Thule elk, uh, cow tag. So that was pretty cool to be able to say, at least even though it was a cow to be able to say I killed a Thule elk. Um, but still mule deer just give me the, it's my ultimate drive. Mike. What about you, man? Well, I started hunting about five years ago. I came from also a fishing background when I was about five years old, when my mom met my stepfather, their first date was actually us fishing at our local lake here. So I got into hunting about five years ago with Brad. Um, I always wanted to do it growing up, but I never knew anybody that do it that that did it actually and uh i asked brad about it and it kind of went from there and ever since then all we do is hunt together hunt locally here and we uh are trying to you know build up points to draw a, a more premium area but next year or this actually later this year we do have a, a wyoming trip planned out together oh you guys are gonna love wyoming well, Brad speaks very highly of it, so I hope I, I like it as much as he does. Oh, man. Wyoming's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Talk about a game-rich environment. I mean, it's it's unbelievable just driving that state. You know, what you see off the side of the highway is mind-blowing. And I don't think people, and Brad, you can correct me if you disagree, but I don't think people realize what they're getting into when they drive through Wyoming, man. Oh, no, I totally agree. It's It's... I love, I absolutely love hunting Wyoming. I mean, what state can you go to that you can, you can get an over the counter elk tag, cow elk tag. You could get a deer tag and an antelope tag and go be able to hunt uh, deer and elk in the morning, go chase some antelope in the afternoon and then get back after the deer and, and uh, elk in the evening. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing place. So how did you guys uh, 2018 seasons look? Our um, 2018 season was a little rough for us. We we did a lot of local hunting, and it was kind of a tough season for us. Um, it uh, was real dry, but we were able to get Mike a buck before I headed out to Wyoming. So that was always that was that was beneficial and it, uh, a lot of fun and, and enjoyment. Um, and then I went out to Wyoming and. Uh, one thing that was really cool for me was I really, I started learning how to reload and teaching myself and getting through, going through the process of learning my rifle and, and the, the load that it needs and takes. And I went out there and uh, I was able to harvest the deer and, and shoot it at 440 yards and just dropped it dead in its tracks. And, and a lot of people that's not very far, but for me, it was, a pretty cool uh, feeling just to, to kill that deer ethically at 440 yards and be calm and be confident. That's a good poke, man. Who said that 440 yards isn't a, isn't a long shot. That's a poke. I know. Man. That's well, getting out there. 
that's how I feel, you know, but a lot of people, you, it's so funny. You read on, on, online, on forums and stuff. And, uh, people are like 440 yards. That's all. That's nothing to, to, to kind of bring you down. It's kind of sad, but yeah. I was, I was just jazzed about it. I, I, I would venture to say that a lot of the folks talking about 440 yards is not much of anything or, or probably shooting paper or paper or steel at that distance. And, that's about it. But yeah, we won't go down that wormhole just yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a totally different story on a bench. Uh, oh man, isn't it? So let's talk, man, about Sage Muleys. Give us a bit about the brand and what you guys are hoping to do with the brand and how it started and where it's going. Well, we, we came up, well, Brad originally came up with the idea um, just last year prior to his hunting trip or a few months prior. It, I guess it always been an idea of his and uh, he came up with this, started with a graphic designer to get a logo made. And I honestly, when he brought the idea to me, thought he was joking. I I thought it was not, not, not necessarily joking, but wasn't completely serious. Cause when you're younger, you always have ideas and you want to do this or that. And it never really works out. So when he came to me with the the logo and I said, Oh man, this is, this is actually getting serious. I kind of want in on this. Um, so while Brad was out hunting Wyoming, I started doing all the legal paperwork and everything to actually start the, the business. And, uh, you know, we essentially want to offer, you know, clothing and that sort of thing that has our personal touch to it, you know, so, Brad, give us your give us your touch on Sage Muleys. Well, like Mike said, it was always kind of an idea of mine, and um, I always wanted to be something more into the hunting industry. I actually had considered wanting to start guiding um, a few years ago, um, and decided with my situation with my family and stuff and the lack of time that you would have with your family that maybe it wasn't quite the best idea for me. So the next best thing to me was, cause I, I enjoy like helping people. I enjoy seeing people be successful and that's why I kind of was thinking the route of guiding. But then, um, like I said, with the, the, my my personal situation, creating a brand and uh, a clothing company where people can, we, we can share the same values. We can share the same um, passion for hunting and be able to give that, hopefully be able to give that to people through our clothing company and also be able to just meet new people that share the same passion that I have. And that's pretty important, right? I mean, as far as a community goes, the hunting community, and I've said it on, I don't know how many of my podcasts, has some pretty freaking remarkable people, right? So for me, looking at you guys, it's not a venture in in uh, finance. It's It's more of that love for the outdoors and hunting and sharing that passion and camaraderie. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We're not looking to try to get rich. We're just looking to have a good time and, and meet new people and basically treat it as another hobby, just just another outlet to be connected to the outdoors and, and just share that with people. So 
sage muleys, man, that has some implications. And, and one of them is some hard hunting. So give me a little background on, on the sage muleys name. Well, sage muleys, I mean, it came from, it, uh, really honestly came, I was laying in bed one night and I, I, like I said, I love to hunt mule deer. It's my favorite species to hunt. I, just I, I there I nothing about a big mule deer um, drives me more than that. Uh, it and and I like hunting open sage. My favorite technique to hunting is sitting and glassing open sage, looking for that ear, that little shine off the antler, or anything. Trying to find that bedded buck in the middle of the sage, and that's really what the where the name came from: hunting mule deer in the wide open sage. So the implications are correct, right? Because that's kind of torturesome, man. That's some of the hardest mule deer hunting there is. Oh, yeah. It can be extremely tedious and tiresome trying to hunt open sage like that, looking for those big bucks hidden. And, yeah, that's exactly where it came from, the name. I can't tell you, I, I can't I can't tell you how many times I've been discouraged when we're out there together just <laughs> based on what we're working with out here. You know, we are in California everybody knows how tough hunting California is and we are not hunting premium zones out here. No, we are not hunting premium zones. They're over the counter tags, that sort of thing. And we have the hardest time and I tend to get burned out, discouraged. And that's always every single year when we're together, that seems to be when I end up shooting a buck. Yeah. It never fails (laughs) when you get to the bottom of the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're sticking it out, right? I mean, hunting, you guys are Central Cal? Yeah, yeah. I would consider us Central California. Some people consider us Southern California. We're in Tehachapi. Okay, so you're you're kind of borderline. So Tehachapi, you're you're kind of on that border of of that rolling hill, deserty sage country, and then you have patches of, you know, that good foresty stuff there. So yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's accurate. So let's talk a little tactics, man. What's your, what's your method? What's your go-to when you're sitting, you know, glassing that? We're looking for those muleys in that sage. Well, my tactic is always um, basically set up early in the morning and get a good vantage point. Um, and then just let my glass do the work. Uh, with our local hunting, a lot of times you got to do you got to do some hiking and stuff, and get in there and 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 get to a point where you can glass. Um, so that's pretty much that's typically how we'll either drive into an area and then hike up to a point before sun up, and then go ahead and glass and hunt that way, or we'll maybe use a quad get in there and then glass from there that's typically how we hunt how we enjoy hunting so mike are you being drugged into this this <laughs> torturesome process of hunting this this country man no not really because no. i actually live here and it actually is it it is a it is a tough tough area and tough zones that we hunt. But it, the one nice thing about it is, is I can come home and sleep in my own bed every night. Right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, last, last year we did go up to a different zone. Um, we spent the night out there and 
that was a real, real, it, it actually opened my eyes at how many people out are out there on these public lands in this particular zone. And there's just a lot of people in this particular zone that never sells out. And there's always over the counter tags and it's, it's tough country out there. And one of the things that Brad focused on was glassing. And, you know, that's what it, essentially what it boils down to is if you can't glass in a mountainside, you ain't going to find anything. Last, last year I did spot a, uh, deer from how far was it brad it was probably close to a thousand yards away with a pair of binoculars i I spotted with a pair of binoculars and brad thought i was looking at a rock but yeah i was gonna say he i was a little jealous about that spot (laughs) (laughs) so you guys you guys are using binos or or spotting scopes both yeah we we use both we we have um a pair of 15 by 50s that we'll use we'll use them on tripods we'll use them off of our chest. And then also when we get into, uh, if what we think is maybe a deer at a distance, we'll throw the spotting scope on it, take a look and see. But we'll do majority of our glassing with binos and kind of get the fast, the fast stuff done with, with the binos and then do the detail stuff with the spotter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm going to glass nut, man. I could sit in glass for four or five hour stints and have no problem with it. What on, you know, early, early California, you know, hunting is, close to 14 hour days, right? A daylight. Um, how much time are you guys spending on the hillsides glass and before you get up and start moving around or pack it in? We will, uh, we'll typically get there right when sun comes up and we'll stay till close to afternoon. And to really do, it really depends on the hunt on that. I mean, cause I like to hunt in the afternoon when a lot of people go back and they will go and have lunch and stuff. A lot of times I'll be like, uh, we're going to pack lunch. And we're going to stay all day. We're doing all day. Or, and so some days, you know, we kind of adjust to the situation, but some days we'll come back. Some days we'll stay out there from sun up till sundown, just because those big mule deer, they'll, they'll get up and they'll move in the afternoon and rebed. And that's a perfect opportunity to find them. I, I think a lot of your big bucks get killed in the afternoon. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm surprised when, you know, I'm the same way. I'm surprised when people want to pack it up in the afternoon, go hang out at camp, man. That's all, especially for, you know, as hard as it is to hunt here. So you guys are D15? No, we're uh, we're on the border of D9 and D10. So we typically hunt D9 and D10 every year. Okay. This last year, we actually didn't draw a D9 tag for the first time in, shoot, uh, since I was 13 years old. I've always drawn a D9 tag. This is the first time. So we actually went up to D8, and it was a totally different animal up there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so D15, okay, so you guys are, you guys would be east of 15 then. I don't have the map in front of me. I'm just kind of going off the We would be memory. S- we would be northeast, yeah. Okay, oh, 15. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, right? Because that 15, yeah, because that comes up. Okay, I got you. Just trying to pinpoint it there. Uh, so rifle or bow, guys? I know I heard, you know, some reloading. So how are we chasing with any bow or is it all rifle? I have shot one archery buck in my life. Uh, I shot a nice little four by three, and that was my first my first buck and the last buck I've shot with a bow. Uh, I'm really starting to want to get back into archery hunting due to the fact that it just gives you so much more opportunity, you know? Yeah. Definitely extend that season. 
because that puts I'm all you I'm all about rifle. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> Although, I don't know, man, extending that season because you could, if you started, you know, figure A zone opens up in what, the end of June? No, July, yeah. excuse me, right? And you're running, you're running six, five weeks of archery, and then you got another three to four weeks of rifle, then you go into your other tags. That's a, that's a good season, man. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I just don't want to. I just don't want to sport up, spend the money on a, a bow right now. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. If, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're getting up there, man. I was at the archery shop today and my boy wants to get back in the woods with me. So I'm looking at bows for him and man, I was kind of, yeah, it's different when you're buying it for yourself. I was looking at him going, woof, especially being a teenager, man, to drop, you know, 12, 13, 1400 bucks on the bow. That's a, that's a steep one. Oh, and it adds up quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's far outgrown his camos and his boot and everything. So I got to I got to re up on everything. It's not going to be a cheap go getting him in. But not going to not bring him out there. So, yeah, exactly. I can't wait for the day that my son can start hunting. Yeah, you know, it. it it's amazing. And the problem is, is that like 12 to 15, 12 to 16, you know, especially here in Southern California, man, there's so much more around them. Hunting's not, you know, a big thing when you walk outside of my house and uh, yeah, it's just hard to keep them to it, man. And then the kids want, you know, they want to go out and be in animals right away. And you guys know that uh, California, well, especially Southern California is not game rich at all. I mean, you're working for no. every animal you lay down. I mean, even up here, there's sometimes that we'll go, we'll go a whole week and we won't even see a legal buck. And, and, and that's why I'm so excited to take Mike out to Wyoming. It's a totally, I mean, it's so different. You <laughs> oh, can see a legal yeah. buck every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I, the first evening I drove into Wyoming, I counted, you know, probably something around 30 to 40 deer. Um, and I had maybe maybe 40 minutes of daylight by the time I got there. So yeah, it's, it's a different world. So, uh, back to Sage Muley's guys, what, uh, what offerings and what are you guys hoping to put out there and what do you have out there thus far? And Essentially right now we just have everyday wear. Um, we have hats. If you like wearing a hat while you hunt, I don't know anybody that doesn't wear a hat when they hunt, but we, we have that to offer you right now. We have everyday clothing. We have t-shirts. We have stuff to keep you warm. We have sweatshirts, zip ups, pullovers, they have hoods. We also have women's apparel. We want to branch out into kids stuff at a later date, but we just kind of got to get there right now. We still have stuff being made. We're kind of in, at that in-between point right now where we have some inventory. We don't have everything that we would like to. We actually have some custom stuff coming out that I I think is really cool, but I don't know how Brad feels about our our, our you know. Oh yeah, I I think we have some pretty cool um, items coming out that will appease a hunter. I mean, I'll even go to say I'm not even scared to say it. We're gonna do a uh, we're having some custom leather work done with uh you know because i get like last year i had a, a, a i had a utah tag i had my 
Wyoming uh, doe antelope tag. I had my Wyoming buck tag. I had all my tags for California. So we're going to make a little, I thought it'd be a kind of cool idea to do some leather work and have our uh, leather patch put on a tag holder. Uh, so you keep all your tags organized in together. You know, I know you can get the cheap plastic ones that end up ripping by the end of the season and stuff, but um, kind of just something different from everyone trying to set ourselves apart a little bit and have something, something you could throw in your pack and use while you're out in the field hunting. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, man. Cool. And you guys, uh, how's it been received thus far? You guys primarily getting, some response from, you know, California locals or you branching out pretty good. Um, we're slowly building up our marketing. We have several, several newsletter subscribers that we send out emails to. We have, we've have several purchases that have been made. We actually have a lot of people that are giving us a negative, uh, constructive criticism, which, in all honesty, you know, I take all criticism, whether it's negative, whether it's positive, and then we can build from that. It's good to be open to that too. Exactly. I, I'm all about customer service and appeasing somebody. If, if I have something that somebody likes, but they don't like, say, say they like a t-shirt design, they don't like that t-shirt design or that's the way it's designed, particularly on that t-shirt. I'm willing to be open to the idea like, okay, you don't like that color. Maybe we can do a different color shirt and we can do the different, you know, that same design on a different color shirt. So if you had to give an elevator pitch, man, to get say Sage Muley's, you know, blown up real fast, what would it be? Um, shoot. I'm trying to think. Think about it. We'll come back to it. Alrighty. So gear picks. Give me uh two must haves in the field, each of you. Go for it, Mike. You get you take that one and then I'll 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 say my two picks as well after. Must haves? Well you gotta have something to, to harvest your game with. You gotta okay. have a rifle. I should have qualified it, man. Cancel that. <laughs> <laughs> in your pack. In your pack. <laughs> in your pack, okay. In your pack. All right, I got you. In your pack, all right. Well, in your pack, my opinion is you need a good knife. My my personal knife is a Havilon with the surgical blades. Mm -hmm. um, another item, you can't go anywhere without your binoculars. I, I kind of did kind of still Brad's. I mean, but in all honesty, everybody, in all honesty, everybody needs those. Yeah. yeah, the first the first year that he hunted, it was a little rough. It was a lot. He didn't have a pair of binoculars at first, so we were sharing binoculars, and that I was like, "That's enough. Enough's enough. You're buying your own." <laughs> I don't like to share my binos. Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's a big deal, man. I, I give you some kudos for that, right? Because you're taking a new guy out in the field, and uh, it, it's as much as we love to share our experience and time out there, man. To share your gear, dude, you're a big man. <laughs> It lasted one season. <laughs> I don't even know if it lasted the whole season. I want to say it was like the first day. And you're like, look, you got to do something different, man. This isn't working out. 
Yeah, that's it's almost a, like a bad breakup. <laughs> yeah, that that's a hard thing to do, man. That is a, even even if you have a spare pair of binos, you know, it's always that scrutiny of that guy holding those binos or getting them a little dirtier than you would. It, that's a rough one, man. So oh yeah, that's that's uh that's some good mentorship right there. And for me, my top picks uh in my pack spotting scope. Like I said, I love my glass. And another, a new thing that I kind of got into that recently is the the dang bino bandit. I don't know if you've heard about those, but putting those on your binos and it kind of, it, it, you know, goes around your face and uh, keeps the light out from the uh, corner of your eye. Right. So that's kind of been something. I guess that's not really in my pack, but more so on my binos. But something that I kind of enjoyed. I've been looking at those. I mean, they're 20 bucks and it seems to be a seems to be the way to go, right? Instead of throwing a t-shirt or something, you know, or using yeah. your hands. Yeah, I enjoy them a lot. And then um yeah, I mean, I I think they're well worth the 20 bucks personally. So, what's the one thing in your packs that is an absolute waste of time? You know it's in there, you just have to have it in there and you've either never used it or you'll probably never use it again. Probably my first aid kit. I, I mean, it's it's definitely, you got to have it just in case. But I've never used it, and I hope I never do. Yeah, there you go. Uh, on In my pack, honestly, I don't know why I carry this knife in there. When I have a Havilon knife, I don't know why I carry this buck knife in there, but I don't know why. It's in there, and it's been in there, and it's going to stay in there. I don't know why. It's just there. Sentimental value or something. I I honestly think it, that's exactly what it is. I carry a couple of knives though. I, I just started using the surgical blade knives and I'm a little leery of them. I'm worried about them breaking or, you know, so I could see that having some value there. And then you can't really, you know, if you have to, if you have to get into any kind of, for the lack of a better word, bushcraft, I don't think the Havilon's going to do it, you know, for whatever reason, if you're stuck out there, or something comes up. I think it's wise to have that buck. That, that, that's true to have an actual knife knife not something that's for cutting up game yeah or you got to fight him off so he's not trying to take the binos from you that that buck would <laughs> so let's go back to it uh elevator pitch man sage muley's hit me elevator pitch we're here to please the people we want to uh we have a lot of big things coming and we hope that everyone can uh, join our subscription, join us on Instagram, join us on Facebook, and just follow us along for the adventure. We're, we're all about customer service. We're all about getting to know people. We want to get out there, know people. We want to hear about your experiences. We'll tell you about our experiences. We just want to be involved in the, the community, essentially. There you go. So yeah. community building. There's, no, there's not, nothing wrong with building a community, man, and being a part of that. And one big thing that I really want is uh, I really want to see more people with or without our apparel sending us pictures so we could post it on our Instagram, our Facebook, and just kind of trying to bring the hunting community all together instead of it being so broken up sometimes, it feels like. That's a big, there's a big message with that right now, right? I mean, there's a lot of folks. So I've been doing these weeklies. with with the kong valley guys and and that you know talking to them um and and not just them but uh, quite a few of the guests and everybody is kind of 
at the point where they feel the divide is ridiculous. Yeah, that's what we want to get away from. We want to, we want to bring it together and just, we want people to realize that we're all here to hunt. We're all here to have a good time. Let's help each other out. Let's have a good time. There you go. I think that's the only pitch you guys need right there, man. That's a, that's an important message. Um, you know, I don't, for whatever reason, there's, there's been a downward spiral and I'm, I'm not sure what the cause of that is, but yeah, bringing this back and strengthening, strengthening and fortifying the outdoor community, man, hunters, you know, fishermen, whatever it is, man, it's pretty important. At the end of the oh, day, yeah. if any of us lose, we all lose. So, I mean, if my, when I kill a deer, the most fun I have isn't even pulling the trigger. It's when I get to come back home and get to enjoy that with my friends and my family. The, the, the fact that I got to kill a deer and just have a good time. Even if that means sitting in a garage and butchering the deer and just having a beer and just hanging out. Definitely rewarding. Well, that's how I think it should be. It shouldn't be so cutthroat. Yeah. That's a weird thing, man. Especially we're out there for the, for the same end result, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, whether, and a lot of the divide you see, it's, you know, camo or this bow or that bow, but it's all the same freaking end result. Exactly. Yeah. Just get out there and hunt and have a good time. Yeah. So that bring, kind of brings me to something. So you guys are hunting all that sage. What, uh, what kind of camo and not that it really matters, but what kind of camo patterns are you guys looking at or using in that? Cause that's outside of my wheelhouse for sure. I'm a big Kuyu uh, Verde fan. I like, the, I like that camo, but I, because of Mike, I actually been kind of turned on to the bias. He, he bought the bias camo this year and um, it actually, I think looks a little better and camouflage is a little better in our surroundings, to be honest. Yeah. Cause you guys sit in bald tops, man, with small brush behind you too. Exactly. Well, the, the thing is, is the bias and you know, you wouldn't know this unless you buy it. When you look at it on their website, you know, on their pictures, it looks a lot different in person. It looks absolutely better. And, you know, this might sound like a marketing pitch for them, but, you know, and a lot of people are giving us a uh, hard time because we don't offer anything in camo right now. But, you know, that's something we're going to venture into at a later date. But that actual camo, bias camo, works really well in the desert terrain because it has that light color, the sandy looking color. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, it's hard. That's hard hunting. And and for people that don't know, I, I would challenge anybody to get out there and, and try and figure that out, man. That's rough. My favorite pair, my favorite pair, honestly, of uh, from Kuyu is just their freaking brown pants. I wear those ninety percent of the time, just the flat brown pants. He doesn't wash them either. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, media projects. What should we be watching out for over the next few months to a year from you guys? We're really trying to focus our media attention on our Instagram. We have a Facebook account. It's kind of uh, secondary to our Instagram, you know, because, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. So it's kind of linked up that way. Um, anything that 
we put out or we have is going to be on our Instagram. We also in the future, and this would be a little farther than probably a year out, but in the following years, probably within the next year to two years, um, we want to hit some trade shows. My dream is always got, I've always wanted to go to a sheep show. So I would love to be able to be at the point where we could be a vendor at the sheep show. But any, any, which one of them would be great to go to. Those, those shows are fun, man. I went to one, went to the first one, at least the first big one I've ever been to. We drove out to Utah with a friend of mine. I don't know. It's been three weeks now and it was a blast, man. Um, there's a lot of cool gear. I mean, guys like you, um, that are trying to break in and do their own thing and, and come with that, you know, the uniqueness from, from your eyes. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff, man. It's, it was awesome. I had a blast walking around and just looking at the new apparel and the new gear and people putting their hearts and souls into these companies and trying to start up. And it's, it was cool to see it really cool. Yeah, I'm excited to be on the opposite end, being able to have people like yourself walking by and be able to talk to them and and just tell stories. And 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 to be honest, I could really care less if they buy anything from us. I just want to meet them and talk to them and just have that opportunity to talk to them. So what's been what's been the biggest challenge with kind of, you know, breaking through, if you will? There is a lot of negative criticism out there and yeah, a lot of haters. <laughs> a lot of haters, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, you know, I don't know if it comes stems from something else or if it's just in general the consensus of the community right now in the negativity. Like we talked earlier about how there's that divide, and we're trying to break through. We're trying to we're trying to come across the aisle. We want to engage everybody and we take into, we take into account everything that everybody says. So if somebody says, look, you did this, this is stupid, you know, okay, we'll take that into account. You know, maybe we won't do that next time. We're going to try and come out with something new. We're going to try and come out with something different. If you don't like it, we take that into account. If you like it, great. We'll continue that. You know, we're, we're trying to go across that aisle. We're trying to, engage that community and we oh no i was just gonna say and just uh, go off of mike here we have had a fair amount of people that have been positive they're like man just stick it out it can be tough starting a business i've 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 you know they've started small businesses and whatnot and they understand how the hunting community is because they're also in the hunting community and they can be very positive. There are a lot of people that are positive as well. You know, I, w- I always want to look on the positive aspect of it and um, hope that those people that are so negative about us can maybe have a positive look one day. And one of the big things that, you know, people, when they think or they hear about our brand, they think about it, they think, oh, sage mealies. They think, oh, meal deer. Yeah. In essence, that is our main primary focus. That is what we love to do. But we enjoy all aspects of hunting, whether we're hunting coyotes, whether we're hunting elk, whether we're hunting sheep, anything. We enjoy hunting all types of game. 
And that's one thing these people have, the, you know, the people out there, whether we're hunting bear, they have a problem with, oh, well, your brand name is this and you're offering this. Well, yeah, we're not all about that. That just happens to be our name. Yeah, we're supporting the hunting community as a whole. There's some guys that are diehard coyote hunters. They just love to predator hunt. That doesn't mean that we look down on them. And why does that why does that stuff matter, right? I mean, it doesn't what what I what I saw with sage muleys is I'm like these guys are crazy, man, cuz I don't want to go sit on the top of a hill on the side of a hill looking at sage trying to pick out a piece of an antler. So I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm not, you know, first thing that comes to my head is, man, that's a difficult ass hunt. Why are these guys putting that out there? You know, I, <laughs> that's I, our passion. <laughs> In all honesty, that we're not all about that, you know. Right. If I could walk out in my front yard and shoot a deer, I'd do that. But that just happens to be where our name comes from, and that's what we're all about. But that doesn't mean that that's yeah. our primary focus. Right. Yeah, we're just, all about the whole hunting community. There you go. Yes, that outdoor experience, man. To each and that's exactly. what we're trying to. That's what we're trying to. To you know, like like Mike said, a lot of people they're trying to say, "Well, your name is Sage Muleys." I expect only for you guys to sell apparel that have mule deer on it. Okay. Well, we're trying to, we're trying to break that divide. We're trying to bring, it doesn't matter if you are a diehard bear hunter and you just love to bear hunt. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's your passion, great, go for it, pursue it. And let's freaking bring, we all enjoy hunting as a whole. Let's, let's bring it all together. That's crazy. I'll I'll never understand that man. Again, and we don't either. Yeah, again it's the it's the different path, same outcome, right? I don't care what exactly. what's getting harvested at the end, it's the same outcome. We're looking at this we're there for the same reasons for the most part, right? Enjoying that time with friends and family or if it's by yourself, enjoying the outdoors and just getting after it man feeling accomplished at the end of it or learning your butt off because you got skunked that's exactly that's what's important Crazy. yeah i agree so what do you guys have planned for 2019 as far as hunts and whatnot well like we previously mentioned we got um we got uh wyoming we're looking probably gonna get some cow elk tags um Possibly going to hopefully draw some antelope tags and then also mule deer tag. And then we have the possibility of drawing an X zone in California, but if not, we'll fall back to our, our old faithful hunting locally. Mm-hmm. What X zone are you shooting for? Uh, X9A. Uh, on the top of my list. x 9 Oh, really? Oh my goodness, man. X9A is a, uh... Yeah. Um, I love X9A. Yeah. It's, I I absolutely love hunting that area. Talk about hunting open sage. Oh man. Rough. Yeah. There's some big deer in there, man. There are. Yeah. There's some, there's some good ones in there. Just takes time and, and hopefully a little luck. And, and I think that I honestly am kind of hesitant for us that we are like right there on the cusp of where we could probably draw this year, but Mike and I are kind of discussing the fact of maybe holding out. I'm not so um, a- I'm not so apprehensive to draw this year because 
of uh, the snowstorms they've been getting, I'm kind of concerned about the deer herd. So I'm thinking we're going to hold, we may hold off for another year and see how it, how it pans out. We don't want to burn those points if we don't think there's a good real estation um, of us drawn and being able to harvest good deer since the deer herd's down, I believe. Right. Well, they had that big die off. What was that last year or the year before? Oh, are you talking about when the, uh, in the ice shoot, yeah. when those, all those deer died in the ice shoot? Oh, yeah, man, that was horrible. I mean, that was, there was some magnificent deer, um, that you know, unfortunately went down on that. Yeah, that was sad. I w- actually talked to the biologist and he had said that happens every couple of years. Uh, and they actually weren't concerned about the deer herd about it. Oh, no way. Cause what did we lose in that? Something, it was like a couple hundred plus deer, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think it was up there in like a hundred and hundred and something deer died in that. That was horrible. And they were some I mean, there were some amazing I mean, you looked at that picture. If you didn't if you weren't reading or you didn't know where that was, you would have never thought that was California. Most people yeah, there at least. Some big old three by fours and four by fours in there. Man, they were oh that's yeah, horrible. So the biologist wasn't concerned with that loss, huh? I guess there's a you know, with those migratory herds that we do have up that way, um, I guess there is an anticipated loss, you know, if we have hard winters and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it wasn't a, my understanding talking to him is it wasn't enough. Uh, there wasn't enough deer that had died in that particular incident to concern the overall population. Maybe it's just harder to see with that admiration and respect for those animals then, you know, and we kind of blow it up in our heads. So. Yeah. It, um, but that's pretty much our plans for 2019 is, uh, we're going to really focus on Wyoming and we're getting ourselves set up to do in the future. We're going to do some Idaho over the counter, uh, elk hunts and set ourselves up for some elk and deer hunts in Utah and, are trying to you never know yeah. with a draw system yeah point creep and all that stuff gets you the best laid plans man and i'm a that i spend so much I, i'm a nut for, for for looking at point creep and drawing statistics and i'll spend hours and hours ever when it comes drawing season like right now i'll spend hours a night just looking at it can't help it <laughs> <laughs> You should see this guy's binder in his notes, man. It is unreal. So are you still, are you still roughing it, man, with, you know, getting online or you using go hunt or anything like that to help you out? I do. I do use go. I didn't used to use go hunt. I do now. Um, because I apply for eight States. So with me applying for eight, not, uh, out of, out of not eight non-resident States, it does help me save some time. It's worth the money in my opinion. I agree. I was uh, one matter of fact, when I was at the Utah show, I was talking with Brandon. He's their uh, IT director or something along those lines. And what we were talking about is they are um, hopefully they are working on combining the comparisons. Right. So now if you say you're going to hunt Colorado and I'm sure you know this, um, you can compare each GMU. Well, you can't transfer that over from state to state to state. So if I'm saying I'm going to hunt two states, I'm looking at four, they're working on getting it to where you can take those, you know, say three GMUs from, from each of those four states and then run your comparisons there and look at your chances. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. We had that conversation. I hope that that comes through. 
because I'll do a couple yeah. states a year and I'm hoping and it saves so much time now you know I'm like you I have the notebook and I'm penciling stuff in then I'm spreadsheeting it a little bit and go hunt just saves me a lot of time this is, th- th- you're confused this is not a notebook this is a full-fledged binder with detective <laughs> sheets <laughs> everything notes the notes are in a separate place then all the sheets with all the applications everything oh no way this and essentially i i'm the i'm the guy that sits there and after he does everything he goes hey mike you should probably do this and i go okay i know you did the research <laughs> yeah yeah let me run through your binder look like i'm doing something but it, you know, <laughs> there for for whatever reason as odd as it sounds there's some enjoyment in it, man, because it's it's almost part of the hunt, right? Okay, I picked out oh, this yeah. unit, then you start delving into the unit, and you're looking on, you know, Google Earth, or you're looking at Onyx. So there's some fun that goes into it, as as odd as that sounds. Um, but you know, you kind of know what you're getting into when you're doing all that, or at least you hope you know what you're getting into when you do all that. Yeah, it can be tedious. Like sometimes I'll get a little overwhelmed. And it'll get a little tedious and then, um, but I'm always super excited because you just never know, you know, I apply for a lot of units that are once in a lifetime. And then I fill my time with over the counter tags or like this year, like I have a couple States that I use as fillers. I call them filler tags or filler States and all like Wyoming, I'll hunt Wyoming every couple of years. I'll rotate out. Um, Utah general season deer with that as well. And then maybe some over counter tags as well in there. But majority of them are once in a lifetime, I'm paying my dues, hoping to draw. And so it gets tedious, but at the same point, you're so excited to possibly draw because you still have that chance. For whatever reason, man, my wife doesn't really like it, but I love tag season. She's looking at me going, how much money? <laughs> oh, I know. I feel bad. I feel bad for my wife. My wife, um, she's super understanding and never complains. But there's so during this time of the year from about January on to June, almost every night I'm on the computer spending a couple hours doing research, staying up late. She never complains one, so... Yeah, got to have that support, man. Without her support, if she's not happy, you're probably not going on those hunts. Yeah. She knows I love it, though. Yeah, and I'll tell you a funny uh, little insight. When I met my wife, I told her, the first thing I told her, I said, look, I love to hunt. It's my passion. If this is an issue for you or it's going to be an issue for you, we might as well just end this relationship right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, it, that's what it is, right? I mean, that's how serious most of us are about it, right? I mean, you had the, oh, yeah. you had the advantage of going in that way. That's awesome, man. The funny thing is, is uh, my wife now hunts. She only hunts locally, but she enjoys it, and she, she never hunted before. I got her out there, and she loves it. Just the fact that she can get out there, and it's just peace. It's just, it's almost like, it's like therapy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So she, so she, um, she enjoys it. She looks forward to it and she hunts with me. That's awesome. And then to share that time too. I mean, that's, 
you know, you're not pulling away from the family at that point. The family's out there with you and getting that experience and those memories. Exactly. It's a big deal. So uh, sage muleys, man, in conservation or the future of hunting. So I like to do a conservation quick and it's not to put anyone on the spot or have anyone sound, you know, lesser or better than anyone. It's just to spark some thought and conversation. So where does Sage Muley's brand stand with uh, conservation? We fully support conservation. And in the future, we're definitely going to want to help and aid conservation. We'll pick a particular conservation organization and we're going to try to do some sales and the proceeds from the sale will go towards conservation whether that be California Mule Deer Association, whatever it may be, um, when we get to that point of business and being able to support that, we will uh, look down that avenue because we want to, I mean, if it wasn't for conservation, we wouldn't be able to hunt at all right now. Well, guys, anything that we missed that you want to get out there to the folks um, as we look at wrapping up Tap Tuesday? Uh, you guys go ahead and take the uh, take the stage here for a minute or so. I just want to thank you for having us on here. We also want to throw out uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast and they want are interested in what we have to offer or they're thinking about making a purchase, we're going to offer 15% off to anybody listening as long as they use the Western Contours discount code. That's all one word. That'll give them 15% off their entire order and it'll be shipped out as soon as the order comes in. Well, perfect guys. I appreciate your time and thanks for sitting down with me for a few minutes and sharing the Sage Muley story. I wish you guys the best of luck in your business venture there, man. And I hope you guys grow that community that you're looking for. Um, we'll be in touch and yeah, let's uh, hope it goes, man. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully you see us in the future at a trade show or something, or we can meet up again sometime. It was a, it was very enjoyable being able to sit down and talk with you. Got it. Absolutely. Got it. Thank you guys. You can catch up with Brad and Mike on Instagram at sagemuleys underscore apparel, or go to sagemuleys.com for their full lineup. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.